Hey everyone, welcome back to Practical Non-Toxic Living by Ruan. This week's episode, we have Andrew Pace back on the podcast. Andrew Pace is the founder of the Green Design Center, Healthy Home Concierge, and host of the Non-Toxic Environments podcast. This episode is actually a replay from Sophia's interview on Andrew's podcast, which originally aired back in January of 2023. This is honestly such a good just overview introduction of foundations of a healthy home environment. So everything that that means. You talk a little bit about building materials, about a mindset that sets you up to, you know, really detox your home. They talk about the pillars of health in your home, really easy, free ways about how there's so many ways that switching to non-toxic living and non-toxic materials can benefit your home in more ways than just eliminating your exposures. I mean, it saves you space. It like streamlines your products. It oftentimes is actually cheaper than a lot of the other products out there. So they talk a lot about all of those options and really setting your foundation to a healthy, non-toxic home environment. And you also hear a little bit about Sophia's kind of past life in investment and risk assessment Um, (laughs) before she pivoted to becoming a non-toxic lifestyle expert after the birth of her first daughter in 2007. um, She was working really high-powered jobs in a totally different industry. Um, So it's really interesting just hearing more about her background and you know, getting to know how this approach has shaped her outlook on non-toxic living and how she really embraces practical non-toxic living, the name of this podcast, um, (laughs) kind of based on that background. So, you know, for me, I knew this because again, I'm her niece. So I grew up with her through all these different phases. Um, But it's so, so interesting and such a valuable episode just to really understand where we're coming from and why we want to help you eliminate toxic exposures from your life as well in ways that make the most sense, both for your mind, your habits, your home, and your budget. Um, So with that, you know, I'm going to plug a couple things super quickly. If you're not already subscribed to our newsletter, text DETOX to 66866. Um, It'll get you signed right up. We are offering 50% off for a limited time, your first month's membership at the Detox Academy. You get access to over 350 mini courses on all the different pillars of health in your home. You don't have to go in order. You can do it at your own pace. You get access to product guides, checklists, symptom checklists, weekly lives on updates on you know health and wellness news with Sophia and I, monthly workshops showing how to implement some of these non-toxic swaps into your life. Um, It's really just like your one-stop hub for non-toxic living, and we're so excited to be sharing it with you guys. So I'll put all of this in the show notes, but once again, for a limited time, you can get 50% off your first month of membership with code SPRINGCLEANING. Um, I've had some feedback from listeners that something in the way I'm, I'm saying cleaning comes across a little weird, so I'm going to spell it. It's S-SPRING, cleaning, C-L-E-A-N-I-N-G. <laughs> okay, I hope that clears it up, and I'm so excited to share this membership with you guys, and we can't wait to connect with you. And as always, any questions, you know, feel free to reach out to us, hello at ruanliving.com, on Instagram at ruanliving, or at Practical Non-Toxic Living. And um, okay, now that actually is it. Enjoy Andrew and Sophia for Foundations of a Healthy Home Environment. Hi, I'm Sophia Ruan Goucher, author of the critically acclaimed best-selling book, A to Z of Detoxing. 
the ultimate guide to reducing our toxic exposures, and founder of Ruan Living, the only wellness lifestyle brand that simplifies practical non-toxic living. Welcome to my podcast. Welcome, Sophia. We're so happy to have you on the show today. Um, you know, you and I talked uh, last week a little bit, and I'm excited to hear your perspectives on all of this discussion about healthy living, healthy building, uh, ways we can make our lives uh, just not only healthier, but uh, less stressful. I think that's a big thing that we're all seeing right now is just uh, high amounts of stress. So before we get into that, please, please tell us how, how did you get into this and, and what was your inspiration? Well, I'm delighted to be talking to you. So thank you for having me. My daughter, my first daughter, I have three right now, but my first daughter was my inspiration. And so some background, which someone pointed out to me is pretty unusual, is that from a very young age, I've been very interested in being healthy. I grew up playing lots of tennis. I grew up being very interested in how what I eat can nourish my body. So I was very mindful from as early as like fourth grade, how antioxidants in the berries and the fruits can serve my eye health or my heart health and fight colds and flus. And so I grew up being as healthy as I knew how to be. And in the 80s and 90s, it was mostly diet and exercise. Mm -hmm. And so when I became pregnant, let's see, my first daughter was born in 2007. I was 34 years old. But while I was pregnant, I was even more vigilant about how what I ate and also my exercise could help my developing daughter inside my belly. So I had this pregnancy book that each week would tell me what was developing in my daughter. And I would try and eat things that would nourish her development. So when it came to the week of her brain developing more than I, even though the brain was always developing, but when it was highlighted in the book, I would then eat more salmon and healthy oils. And so I was that person. Mm -hmm. And when I learned after she was born, when she was just a few weeks old, that I had completely overlooked the chemicals and heavy metals and things that I buy for my home and our diet, it was really, really upsetting because I worked so hard to give her the healthiest foundation possible. And it was also frustrating to read science on the subject and read studies that, for example, found 287 industrial chemicals in cord blood of newborns. To not know that sooner and have my physicians, who I really respect, be not informed on the topic was very, very stressful. Mm. I spent years just trying to make sure I had a reasonable level of concern and was just trying to figure out a practical approach. I wasn't trying to be perfect, but it was very alarming to learn in a piecemeal way, just when something was in the news. And I usually read about this 
late at night, like after 11 p.m., because I had a demanding job outside the home. And I ended up feeling like this must be happening to me for a reason. I'm supposed to do something with, with this information. A really well-intentioned mom like myself, who's so health conscious, shouldn't have to work this hard to learn about this very important pillar of health. And so I decided to create a book out of what I wish I knew sooner so that I could give it to a younger version of myself, knowing that there are other people in my position who would want to know, because not everyone wants to know, and I never have wanted to impose it on anyone. But for anyone who would like to learn, it should be easier than it was for me. Wow, that, that is something, I, you know, and if folks will certainly put this um, in the show notes, we'll put links to, to the book and so forth. You, you've, you've got to read it. it. It, but what's remarkable for me is you're, you're, you are years ahead of what we have now is a lot of these, what I call mommy bloggers online that are essentially trying to piece together a lot of the same things that you did a, a decade or more before. And, I, you know, I find this information that, that you share to be still eye-opening because again, I, I can go into my doctor's office and while, um, you know, I'm not going to become pregnant, uh, I am going to develop uh, issues over my lifetime. And I still don't think these are things that they teach young doctors about the environmental pollutants, the pollutants and things you eat. Uh, matter of fact, I find these getting this issue getting worse. But again, you're so far ahead of the curve. I mean, you know, people tell me that all the time. I started in the in the early 90s. But when it comes to the information that you're providing, again, way ahead of the curve on this. Well, you probably started before me and many well, before okay. me. I, I, yes, but I, I'm I'm all about building materials. You know, I'm kind of a nuts and bolts kind of guy. I, I I can tell you how to put together a house, but once you're in the house, and then and and more importantly, once you're trying to have a family or you do have a family, I mean, the information you're sharing is invaluable. I think so, and I think my background before this current quote unquote career in health and wellness, um, my prior background maybe is why I saw the developing trends. So before I decided to focus on spreading public awareness on this overlooked pillar of health, I worked in distressed investing. So on behalf of institutional investors, I focused on distress situation with imperfect information. And my job was to dive into a new situation. Like let's say there's a bankrupt multifamily apartment complex in Dallas and mm -hmm. there's a $300 million loan on it. And there are no good records on rents and expenses and tenants. My job was just to dive in, learn everything I could to identify value creation opportunities. And so it was a lot of research and talking to people and essentially 
after learning the best information I could, applying my instincts mm -hmm. and assess, assessing risk rewards. Mm -hmm. And I just apply those skill sets to this area. Okay. There was enough really strong science from reports like the United Nations, the European Environmental Agency, and other authoritative uh, organizations that made me feel like I can't ignore this topic. I have to learn more because what I'm reading about right now affects the products my daughter is using tomorrow. Right. And I also, it was interesting to me that as such a health conscious person, I didn't really realize that products I put on my skin, like lotions or clothes that I wear or sofas that I sit on, I didn't realize that the chemicals on those on those products or in those products would enter my bloodstream and could even enter something like the placenta. So it, um, I think for all those other people who would want to know, I just mm -hmm. wanted them to learn in a way that wasn't as alarming and stressful as it was for me. Oh, for sure. I mean, that's it. it when you gave out that information, you started giving that information out, did you get a lot of um, pushback in the professional community? Where I live in Manhattan, mm -hmm. it's still not, even though more people than ever are informed because the media has been reporting on the topic. For, for example, this week, what's hitting the news is dry shampoos mm -hmm. are being recalled for for, can for their cancer risk. So the news is helping to inform the public, but still where I live in Manhattan, people are too busy to, to really take that on. Whereas there are parts of the world where they're much more open. So people in California and surprisingly the United Kingdom and Australia and parts of Canada, those populations tend to be a lot more open or even hungry for this information. So where I live, I find that people have not really wanted to know, and I don't really want to, it's like, I'm not going to tell people how to eat, like diet right. is such right. a provocative topic. Uh, I'm not going to tell people how to live, but I, for those who would like to know, I just want them to know that I've created many resources to make it easier. Sure. You know, it's it's interesting that once you, I remember when I came out with um, some reports on formaldehyde levels in some building materials, I started getting some, a lot of feedback, both positive and negative. Now, all the negative feedback came from industry professionals, essentially trying to make the case that I was completely wrong about what's going on. And I can certainly show the data, show the proof. It, it's, it's as if they probably understand it themselves and they, they agree, they, but they don't want to agree because it's as soon as you admit to the fact that there is a problem in the industry that you're in, you, I mean, you have to, you have to take a really close look at how not only you're leading your life, but you're, how you're affecting others. And, and so you're perpetuating these myths that these products are safe. And especially when it comes to things you put on your skin, as you say, it's, it's something you don't think about normally at every day, washing your hands and washing your face and taking a shower. You would just assume that 
we wouldn't be allowed to buy products that would be dangerous for us. I think that's the assumption of 98% of the general public. They just assume that if it's bad for you, they're not allowed to sell this. And so when you started writing about this and, and when you wrote your book, I'm, I'm just curious if you got any feedback from actual manufacturers um, or anybody else saying, you know, kind of hold up on this information at all, or better yet, did they maybe quietly take your information and maybe it, it actually started to uh, improve the industry? Well, I was very afraid of being <laughs> too loud or vocal about this mm -hmm. information because I understand strategies used by industries in the past, whether it's the tobacco industry or asbestos or certain pesticides. I, I, I'm, I already was the type of personality that did not like to ruffle feathers. So yeah. this was especially scary for me. Sure. And I also have a lot of compassion for how humans are just remembering how long it took humans to accept that the earth is not flat. And right. there's still populations that believe the earth is flat. Correct. It took a long, it took maybe almost a century for humans and scientists, the scientific community to accept that the earth revolves around the sun and that physicians should wash their hands before they do surgery. The doctor who first suggested that hand washing could save lives was put in an insane asylum. So we have a track, these stories remind me of how hard it is for humans to change their mind mm -hmm. about some preconceived notion and so I embraced that too, but I also was trying to not attract too much attention, sure. be super responsible about how I communicate things, always citing the facts. I spent, it took me eight years to finish my first book. It's almost 500 pages and dozens of pages cite sources. And I spent tons of time and money on fact checkers and more experienced editors to make sure everything I was writing was responsible and accurate. I was afraid of being wrong. I was afraid mm -hmm. of liability. I was afraid <laughs> of being bullied by big corporate budgets. And I just wanted to feel like I was really speaking based on facts. Wow. I, I love to hear that. I think all too often in the, and I'll say the, the green community, a lot of people will throw things, throw information around as if it's fact, because they heard it somewhere. Um, and so it's basically hearsay. It's, you know, if, if you were to take this in a, in a courtroom, it'd be hearsay. It wouldn't be actual fact. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be something that somebody would be able to cite. And, the way you present it again, it's very matter of fact because you do have your cited resources for all the information. You don't call out manufacturers by name, you barely call out products by name. You're just saying, here's just a better way to do things. And I think it's it's very soothing in a in a world that is 
very agitated right now. And so I really think your book, for as long as it took you to write that first book, uh, and for as long as it's taken you to continue to to write and do do um, your your uh, appearances and so forth, I think it's well worth it because it's very uh, well thought out. I really appreciate that. In many ways, it's I'm I've always been a bit embarrassed about the book because it was I'm not a writer by background, and my experience with writing is writing the investment committee memos for these investment opportunities, <laughs> which were very fact based, mm-hmm. and uh, and I I sort of grew up in my twenties in a professional world where it was not emotional, and. I just had in mind the mom who maybe had a sick child, and I wanted to be so respectful of any personal issues that I wasn't in. I just wanted to be thoughtful, and I definitely have been raised to operate as if if you have nothing nice to say, then don't say anything at all. Mm-hmm. And and so I try and not name products in a negative way or brands a lot of parties involved either don't know any better or they do and they'll hopefully modernize their ways but Mm -hmm. I do try and focus on the positive we do have so much negativity lots of things to be afraid of and it has been really challenging to talk about this to the public in a way that is informative and empowering but the subject itself is innately upsetting it is it is and so how have you seen the the uh, a shift or have you seen a shift in the mindset of folks now as we're coming out of this worldwide pandemic There was a tremendous amount of interest early in the pandemic as people were locked down at home Mm -hmm. and people were more concerned about their health, their respiratory system, their immune systems. And so I did get approached a lot more to speak to communities about detoxing their home. Mm -hmm. But during that time, I had COVID. So I developed COVID in March, 2020, but during that time when I had limited energy and unpredictable energy, I also felt very compelled to do whatever I could to help others. And so during that time, I ended up creating two workbooks that Mm. could help a lot of people. And one is called Home Detox Workbook, and it supplements an online program I have, which Together, they're really in response to a common reaction of non-toxic living, organic eating. That's really just for the privileged. It's Mm. too expensive. Ah. A part of me would always scream inside, no, there's so much you can do that everyone should do that doesn't cost anything. Mm -hmm. So this workbook and this online program highlights so many just healthy habits to to improve indoor air, dust, hands, sleep area, and water. And the two areas that I did feel bad might lead someone to realize they should invest a lot of money is air purification and water filtration. But um, the, the second workbook I created was 
on the electromagnetic fields generated from our wired and wireless technologies. And the workbooks organizes checklists of things that don't really cost anything. I think nothing costs that much. It's really just about mindfulness of how to use your technology and the different wireless emissions that you can turn off when you don't need them. And so it really informs someone how to reduce their exposures to the radiation from their technology while not uh, minimizing joy or disconnecting from the real world. The messaging is not that technology is bad. You should have nothing to do with it. It's just increasing mindfulness and and a great area to focus on is the bedroom. And Andy, you talked about this on my podcast that we recorded last week, but just investing in making your bedroom or wherever your sleep area is into the most restorative place you can will do wonders. Mm -hmm. And so also reducing the radiation from technology around your sleep area can just help support your body's natural resiliency. So I wanted just to take a second to share about our friends at Naturepedic Mattresses. Right now they're giving our audience 15% off the whole site with code RUANLIVING15. So they're our favorite non-toxic mattress and what Sophia uses in her home for her family. They're Global Organic Textile Standard Certified, which is the leading standard of organic non-food products. Global Organic Latex Standard Certified, UL Formaldehyde Free, Green Guard Gold Certified, Made Safe Certified. They are our favorite non-toxic mattresses and they've got everything from king, queen, you know, everything you need for your adult bedrooms down to crib mattresses, you know, because as Sophia was just talking about, sleep and the bedroom are the two most important times where you can really easily make these non-toxic swaps without interrupting your daily life. So once again, you get 15% off the whole site with code RUANLIVING15, R-U-A-N as in non-toxic, living15. I'll leave our affiliate link in the show notes so it's super easy. You can just buy right from here and I hope you enjoy your better non-toxic sleep. Okay, now back to Sophia and Andrew. Yeah. You, you are 100% right there. You know, with, with the consulting that I do on the building side, inevitably it comes down to electromagnetic fields, um, radiation from cell towers, so forth. And I, as you say, I always promote the bedroom needs to be the safest room in the home. And there's really not much you need to do from a cost standpoint. Uh, most of the things that you can do are essentially, you know, unplugging uh, devices. Um, you know, certainly if if you have, you're living in Manhattan, so it's it's almost impossible to get away from that completely because of of you know where you are. But you can do things like different fabrics and different coatings and so forth if you need to block those items. You know, you you brought up something just before in that saying how uh, there are some things when you're trying to live in a healthier home, healthier space, that for the most part, you don't need to spend money to do that, which is why, you know, your, your guides are so perfect for this water purification and air purification. The, I think we've realized as a society that that transcends just 
you know, healthy building. That's just, that's almost just common sense now is air purification, water purification. It's kind of like energy efficiency, right? Nobody goes into a big box store. If they need to buy a new um, furnace or a new um, clothes uh, washer, they don't go into a Home Depot or Lowe's and ask for the least efficient appliance they have. They understand energy efficiency means I'm going to spend less every month in my energy bill. And air and water purification, I, I think, are just kind of at that level. So even when you're trying to build a healthy home or live in a healthy space, adding air and water purification actually should be like steps you've already done. And okay, now what? And the things that you talk about are, are, are generally items that don't really cost anything more than what you would spend on other traditional materials. And so I guess on that note, what are a few things that you'd recommend for somebody who's, and, I, and I'm, I'm really interested for somebody who is an apartment dweller, because, you know, I can help people who are building, but when you're not in, you don't own the space, um, what can you do to improve your living environment? A few things that are top of mind, it, uh, COVID actually helped promote a lot of the tips that I was promoting before COVID, okay. like having a no shoes policy at home. And in some cultures, that's so obvious, they already do it. But in many households that I was walking into, people were still wearing their shoes in the home. But the bottom of shoes will track in pesticides and chemicals, even banned decades ago, lead and other bad things, which then settle in the dust and can be inhaled or absorbed. And if you have young kids, they're crawling on the floors. They seem to like to spend a lot of time in the most dusty parts of the home. So COVID helped that. People became more mindful of leaving shoes at the door, not wearing them inside because the virus could maybe come in through the bottom of the shoes, but also washing hands often, definitely before you eat. And also cracking open your windows when outdoor air quality is good. It took me too long to realize that indoor air quality tends to be at least two to five times more polluted than outdoor air, even in a city like New York City. <laughs> And so when, you know, just letting your home breathe when outdoor air quality is good, mm -hmm. that is also a great thing to do. Definitely ventilating when there are certain activities going on, like when you're cooking or if you took a shower or if you're cleaning, just think about the fact that most things in your home off gas mm -hmm. and they're often trapped in your home unless they have an escape route. So just provide the fresh air exchange when outdoor air quality is good. In terms of, you know, an obvious area to start with is cleaning products. So mm -hmm. a lot of people start with me with their cleaning products. So that's an easy way to start improving your indoor air quality. And even I've worked with wellness pioneers who have cleaning products that say non-toxic, organic, green, sustainable. And they're often surprised to realize that the hazard rating assigned to these products by the Environmental Working Group 
a great nonprofit that studies the ingredients in these products, the hazard ratings are often D, E, or F for products that even say non-toxic and organic. So you really do have to research every product that you use and just start with the ones you use most often. Prioritize that. But I was surprised to realize how many products I have. I have a, I had a set under the kitchen sink, a different set under the bathroom sink, a different set in the laundry room. We had dozens of cleaning products. In terms of EMS, with apartments, I think two things that stand out are that, I mean, I guess nowadays fewer people have cordless phones, but there are baby monitors that are wireless and there are a lot more wireless um, technologies and various products, even like diapers and toilets and wow. refrigerators and laundry machines. So just be curious, especially with a brand new product, is there a wireless capability? And if so, can you turn it off? And if you have something with wireless and you don't want to get rid of it, just try and keep distance from it when you don't need it. And so definitely in your sleep areas. So in the old days, a lot of people had cordless phones and didn't realize that cordless phones can emit, some cordless phones can emit as much radiation as cell phones. Wow. So, uh, but I think nowadays fewer people have them, but also be mindful of where your Wi-Fi router is. Mm -hmm. And if you can turn it off at night, that's ideal. But if not, can you place it in a way that's further from your bedroom? because the radiation does decrease with distance. Those are all excellent points. And of course, I see behind you a lot of plants too. And plants are always a fantastic addition to anybody's apartment, just for the, the feeling of that, that bringing the outdoors in, but it actually will help with the indoor air quality. They do. I, I think you need a, you need to almost live in a greenhouse for it to really effectively <laughs> sure. be air purifier. But there's a lot of evidence showing the healing benefits of bringing nature indoors and even just viewing nature. Even if, let's say, your apartment has one window and it's looking at a brick wall, mm -hmm. if you could just have pictures of nature, then science has found that that also facilitates healing. That's very interesting. You know, something we talked about last week was the um, the fact that living in a healthy home is not just the products you use and the way you live your home, but truly enjoying the space you do live in. So an example I'll give for this is several years ago, well, boy, mid-90s, is when our company first started importing bamboo from Asia. And we were one of the first companies in the Midwest to do this. And by the mid 2000s, bamboo became like the number one flooring material that people were asking for. And I would say by the mid 2000 teens, so now 20 years after we started importing, Bamboo completely went out of out of favor with with people, mainly just because the style changed, the look of it. Now people still do buy an awful lot of it, and it's a wonderful product. But 
we also found out in the the two teens that um, there are farmers in China that were clear cutting hundreds and thousands of acres of indigenous species of trees to plant bamboo because they saw a market in North America for bamboo. And so, you know, I sell materials based upon being um, not only environmentally friendly and healthy, but, you know, truly environmentally sound. And so I would have to tell my customers, well, you know that there really is no environmental benefit anymore to getting bamboo because of what's happening, this, that, and the other. And so I had a person who reached back out to me after I made this statement. I was talking at a, at a show, made this statement, and she said, I heard you speaking at the conference, and you said this, but she says, we just installed bamboo, and and, and um, I'm horrified to know it's not as, as eco-friendly as I thought it was. And I said, well, let me ask you, when you wake up in the morning and you walk out to your kitchen to get your first cup of tea in the morning and you look at that floor, do you love that floor? She goes, I absolutely love it. It's beautiful. It's comfortable. It's perfect. I said, then there's nothing to worry about. That is a, to me, that's a healthy home attribute is that, that feeling of comfort, uh, of uh, ease, of being in the space. And I, I, I would imagine that's, that's kind of where you're going with that as well. Absolutely. And I just promote mindfulness. There's no perfection doesn't exist. <laughs> and there, there's something negative about every choice. I, mm-hmm. I mean, the most non-toxic living is to live in a farm, be completely self-sufficient and not really be as connected with society, but that's not necessarily a happy, healthy, productive life. I mean, it can be, but it's not practical. Mm -hmm. And so I just really want people to become informed and enjoy learning more about what they buy and keep in their home and enjoy living a more mindful life. And I think the journey has led me to feel more connected with everything. Mm -hmm. You just realize we're all connected and, um, and it's really important to always try and create harmony in your home in the choices you make in every moment. So to your point, creating a a, a um, healing safe haven of a home will restore your energy and your body and your mind to be the best that you can be outside your home. And if that means you're going to have um, imperfect choices like bamboo flooring, then mm-hmm. I, really all flooring materials will have a negative impact on the sure. environment. Sure. So yes, I'm I'm in agreement. And I just, I think it helps a lot of people to take a step forward. If they realize you can hold on to what you love. If, right. if there's like you, I learned from you last week that there are vinyl products that aren't as bad as I thought, but if, mm-hmm. if there was like vinyl wallpaper that made you really happy, then right. it's worth it. Just detox what you won't miss. That's it's such a, a common sense way to approach things. Um, all too often, there are um, perfectionists in this industry that are striving towards meeting these metrics 
to make sure that if it's going to be a non-toxic home, by gosh, you have to remove all of this material. You got to replace it with all this. But at the end of the day, is the family going to be happy there? Are they going to enjoy it? Are they going to be looking forward to coming home and relaxing in that space? Or is it going to always, is it always going to be agitating because they don't like the design or the style? They don't like the feel. You have to take all that in consideration, which is why it's so difficult, I believe, to teach a whole group of people at once how to build a healthy home um, and why in your, your book is about non-toxic living, um, not necessarily specific to one uh, health issue or another. It's just here are ways to make your home life healthier and and better. For me, I help people build homes that are healthy for them. But what I've tried to um, uh, give to one client, I couldn't really do to the next because their their situation is different. And so you have to be flexible in that. And so I really love the way you put that. And and um, I hope all of our listeners take that um, really to heart and understand that, you know, if if you really want to have a flooring material that is not or a or or a countertop that really isn't the healthiest to maintain, uh, granite countertops is is one that comes to mind. It's not the healthiest for the environment to extract this big piece of stone from the earth and then ship it all the way around the world. And then when you get it installed, you have to seal it. And there's no really healthy sealer for granite. However, the amount of area on that granite, there's so little area that actually can off gas. And it's such a small space, but it can make such a difference inside of that home to make that the statement piece. And you feel wonderful about it every single morning when you wake up. I'm I'm for that. I think you have to do things like that because you know what is life then? Is it making horrible choices? No, you want to make good choices. I have to be honest, though. I started out trying to be perfect. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we built. And when I was learning about this topic, it, as you have children and your family grows, your real estate evolves mm-hmm. to keep up with your growing family. So in the city, we're going through a gut renovation to adapt for our growing family. We ended up building a house, a country house outside the city from vacant land. Mm -hmm. And so I had to dive deep into building materials and interior furnishings while having infants and puppies (laughs) and, and working on this book. But I, I wanted to do everything based on the research that I had come across. And so, for example, I read solid wood floors was the most non-toxic choice. I wasn't even thinking about what was environmentally friendly, but Mm -hmm. I was focused on low toxicity. And I didn't, nothing I read told me how expensive that is. (laughs) And that it, you know, it also reacts differently to humidity and dryness. And then it'll expand and then it'll crack when it gets dry. And there's just these other issues that, that practically speaking, a decision maker should be more aware of. And so I've grown to appreciate the benefits of engineered wood. Mm -hmm. 
for a variety of reasons. And so I think I wish I met you all those years ago when we were renovating and building because to be able to have you as a resource to talk through how to prioritize your budget to create a mindful home is so invaluable. Well, that's very nice of you to say and and um, very flattering. I see and vice versa. If I would have met you years ago, I probably wouldn't be so um, so direct with some people about my recommendations. I'd probably learn to soften up my approach because, you know, sugar goes farther than salt. And I have I, I have a tendency to be one of these people that I'm I have to be direct sometimes, you know, most of the time. I deal with a lot of clients who have severe chemical sensitivities that have severe health issues in ho- at home. You know, one thing we haven't even touched on is the whole mold situation. And that might be a topic for the next discussion you and I have, because um, a lot of times during my consulting uh, appointments, I have to stop the conversation and say, you have to, you know, and basically it's almost like, telling the customer, all right, sit down, listen to what I'm saying right now, because you are trying to make something work. That's not going to work. You have to do this. If you're trying to avoid mold in this situation. And then I hear that, but I want this and I want this and I want that. No, no, no. You've got to do this. And I need more of uh, the Sophia way in my life to say, all right, well, if we do this, then we maybe we should, we can do that over here and maybe soften this up a little bit. And so I I expect that um, you and I will probably have many more conversations in the future, because I think your approach and my approach could somehow marry together and where we can make like a, a, a very informative, specific manufacturers and materials, but in a way that doesn't sound so uh, grumpy coming from a guy like me. So <laughs> I don't know. I think if you're talking to people with serious health issues, being yeah. direct is serving them best. Mm, well, thank you. <laughs> it comes from you being genuinely concerned about mm, their yeah. well-being. So yeah. I would really appreciate you being very direct. Okay. Well, you're the expert there. I will I will <laughs> take that. I will take that as permission. So thank you. Um this this time is going very fast. And before we go, I want to learn. So your journey to get to this point has been has been long. It's been informative. It's been life-changing, not only for you and your family, but for so many others who have who have read your book and followed you and seen you on other um um uh shows and so forth. What's what do you think is in what what's what does the future hold for you? Well, I've been working really hard over the past 14 months on something that's called the 40-day home detox. And it's really for those who in 40 days want to do as much as they can to clear their home of toxic chemicals and heavy metals while also changing how they see things. Because I feel while you're going to learn things, I feel like if I can teach you how to see things the way I see them, then avoiding toxic chemicals and heavy metals becomes more intuitive. And you're now tapping into informed common sense and intuition and learning how to listen to your body's symptoms 
and sensations because they can often tell you when you're around something that's not good for you. So that has been that 40 day home detox is something I've poured my heart and soul into. But since 2015, I've also been creating this online universe that I call the Detox Academy that hasn't been open yet because I haven't, I've been, I think of it as a wild garden (laughs) and it has seven pillars of a person's lifestyle that are often sources of toxic exposures. So one pillar is cleaning products, another self-care products, which are like beauty and personal care products, interior furnishings, EMFs, and more. And it, I created that as a response to me often starting my research on the topic after 11 p.m. at night, after my family was asleep, and me often thinking, I don't want to read about this. I don't want to research it. I just wish an informed mom would just tell me what I should know, what I should do, and what I can buy. Mm. And eventually, after many years of thinking that, I thought I need to create that for others because there are people all over the world who are online trying to figure this out. And so the Detox Academy exists to help make it easier for others to quickly find the products that I have decided on for my family. And the products I share in the Detox Academy are a result of research and also using them in my life. That is outstanding. You know, and and listeners to the show and and people who have read some things I've written, especially in the last few months, will know that I'm not a fan of the the new age of Instagram influencers. You know, the ones who have decided, well, I've got nothing else to do, so I'm going to start, you know, uh, just posting about um, this and that, and I'm going to become an influencer slash expert. And these are not, and for the most part, these are not folks who actually have a lot of experience in what they're talking about, you have that experience. You've got, you've got a lot behind you to say, I I, not only do I know this, but I've, I've, I've written about this and I have all the, all of the, the documentation to back that up with all of your, with all of your sources. And so I, I truly look at you as, as like the, one of the influential people in this space. And so if you have a, a detox academy like this, I think it's it's it is definitely needed, and so uh, I will be happy to promote that. So, what's the what's the best way to to get in touch with you or to 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 start looking at to, into your into your writings? I think the best way is to become an email subscriber because I do so many different things. I just mm-hmm. am really passionate about this, so it's really easy. You can just text the word detox, D-E-T-O-X to the number 66866. You'll then get a message to just type in your email address and then you're subscribed and then you'll stay updated on the latest offerings. Because again, Detox Academy and 40 Day Home Detox will be available in January, 2023. But they'll also be monthly workshops at the Detox Academy that I'll lead focused on super practical things like specific products that you can buy and swap out with some of the things you use now. 
And then 40 day home detox will have weekly workshops too. And again, we're focused on the practical things you can do. And yeah, I, I've been studying this for 15 years and dive deep into the best research I could for eight years and have been fine tuning it since and just applying it to my family of three daughters and two dogs. And (laughs) I feel like it's so easy to enjoy a less toxic lifestyle. It's not a life of deprivation. It is a life that can be full of beauty and ease and serenity. And so I just want to help promote that lifestyle because it's good for not just humans and our children and grandchildren, but also our planet. Well, I hope you all enjoyed the show. Listening to that as much as I enjoyed being a part of it uh, with Sophia. And I hope that we'll be able to have her back on the show again this year to discuss what else is happening with her and her family and and her her business, her career. Uh, Again, just such a pleasure speaking with her. And folks, I appreciate all of the support over the last now six years of doing the show, Non-Toxic Environments, as well as support from customers, clients of Green Design Center, my consulting and of course family and friends who um, don't get enough thank you from me uh, publicly uh, because of all the support i get from everybody around me i'm able to do things like this and i'm just uh, eternally grateful for that so i hope 2023 is an absolutely wonderful year for all of you i think it's shaping up to be a fantastic year here at the green design center and non-toxic environments so many new projects to discuss so many new opportunities. I think you all are going to enjoy the content coming from that. And with that, please uh, do us all a favor. And I say, when I talk about me and us, I talk about my co-host Jay Watts, who is not with us this week, but hopefully he'll be back on the show soon. Um, please do us a favor and go to iTunes and and hit subscribe or wherever you listen to podcasts and, and hit subscribe. And we also appreciate any kind words you can pass along in the the reviews. And that helps other people find the show and uh, start to listen as well. All right, folks, have a wonderful new year. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. For podcast show notes, visit www.ruanliving.com, spelled www.ruan is in non-toxic living.com. To more easily listen to other episodes, please subscribe to the Practical Non-Toxic Living Podcast. And if you'd like to support it, please like it and share it. Until next time.